thank you so much for making it a reality. I know that you have a lot of things you could be doing now. You have a lot of things. I like big woman. This is you this are. is a this is a good use of my time. So thank you for, for having me. Every time I do things like this, I every time I interview people, I always want to first of all introduce myself and introduce mm-hmm. the platform proper. I know I sent a mail, but I, I I'm not sure if you can still remember everything I, I used there. So I, I want to just give a brief about it again. So my name is Timod Nowali. I'm the host of this platform, Intop with Timod Nowali. Um, it's clocked a year last month, June. And uh, mm-hmm. it's been a vision I've been running for the past one year. Um, it, the vision is about getting people that are out there doing something great, Nigerians that are doing something great and awesome. And we get them come around and tell us their experiences, um, their, the lessons they've learned on their, on their way to building the big, um, the big personality or the brand they are building. And I believe these stories are not just for entertainment. This platform is not anything around entertainment. It's about building people. It's about mentoring people with stories. I believe one of the things I believe so much is stories are one of the things that can mentors um, because uh, while I was growing, I didn't have um, the opportunity to be mentored in quotes when I wanted to, when I saw a lot of big things and I wanted to dare some of them, I didn't see someone around me that could just lead me through practically, or oh, okay, do this, do this, do this. Uh, the only thing that I had then was just books, um, YouTube, watching videos, reading biographies of people that probably have passed through what I wanted to go through and they mentored me actually to this little point before I started getting exposure to uh, real people that could, I could speak to and ask questions. And I really want to give the opportunity to a lot of people out there um, to be mentored by stories. Not a lot of people will have the privilege to, like the privilege I'm having now to sit down with great people, but everybody should have the access to their stories and get to know how they made it and probably be able to pick one or two and become what they want to become. Um, I hope I didn't speak too much. <laughs> okay, so um, before we start going properly into this, I, I wanted to, you to give us a brief introduction about yourself and, and who you are. So that's- Okay, so my name- Okay, so my name is Abisola Akintunde, but uh, a lot of people know me as Asha B because that's like that's my business name. Um, I have a I'm a beauty entrepreneur and I own a Makeup Asha B, which is a makeup company, and also uh, B Lashes, which is like an extension of Makeup Asha B, where we sell like false lashes, strip lashes to mostly makeup artists. And then I also started by Newest Baby, which is called Browse by Asha B. So Browse by Asha B is a micro shading company. It's semi-permanent makeup I don't know if you've ever seen those people who ha- who wake up with like beautiful brows every morning mm-hmm. they don't have to do it's like more sem- it's a more semi-permanent um, solution for the everyday women who you know not everybody knows how to beat their face and you don't want to be going to a makeup artist every day so yeah so that's like my newest company and have been a I've been in the beauty industry now for almost 10 years I think 10 years, yeah, this year will make it 10 years that I actually, <laughs> that I, that I went to makeup school and I worked with a lot of people for a while, for almost like three, four years before I started uh, the Ashabi brand in um, 2015. And I worked in Nigeria for about, um, 
seven years you're doing makeup for brides wedding guests uh celebrities of you know who uh, the average nigeria is uh, familiar with and then i moved to the us in uh, 2019 and i'm still doing you know i'm still very much in the beauty industry just in a just in a different space uh, the first question I want to ask is inspired by one of the things you said and a video I saw today on your TikTok um, when you said um, you were still working while you started makeup before you got your mm-hmm. before you got your first job, the brighter job, and you're like, um, someone was telling you to go full time, but you're like, yeah, not sure if this is the time. And uh, so when do you know uh, it's time for you to go all out for your idea? and leave everything. It's, it seems like a risk when uh, you still have something that brings in something, but you feel this, mm-hmm. you are not feeling it, and you want to go all out for your brand that you are not sure of what will come of it. Mm-hmm. When is that point, or what are the signals, what are the things you have to see that are working before you make that kind of decision? Okay, so um, first one is, so when I finished school, I was so scared, like, you know, just like everybody, I wanted to get a proper job in quotes, like an office job, because even though I was already doing makeup, I already went to makeup school. A lot of people around me knew that I was talented, but I just still felt like, you know, this is not a, this cannot be a full-time thing. You know, let me get an office job for security while I still do this on the weekend. But I've been so blessed to have, you know, amazing people around me who keep pushing who wants me to you know be the best version of myself who are actually who actually believe in me sometimes even more than I believe in myself and those are the people that I surround myself with I'm very very intentional about like the people that I keep in my space you know and yeah I had friends then that were telling me you you should do it you should do it and even though okay I knew that okay let me find a balance so what I did was finding a balance right okay I knew I wanted to do makeup but I knew I didn't have the resources to be able to start to do this by myself. So I figured, you know, how can I have security while still, you know, doing what I want to do? So I looked for bigger people in my space, like people who have been in the makeup industry for so long, people who have like big stores and, you know, other makeup artists who are already very well established. And I just like pitched my tent with them. And that way I have the security because, these people are already doing it. They constantly always get gigs. I worked at the mall for this brand, Black Up, for a while. And so that way I was like, I was living my dreams, living the, my dreams of being, a, you know, being in the beauty industry while still having security. And then the point when I knew that, okay, it was time for me to start doing this myself was when I was now also working in a TV station, also as a makeup artist. And... Then I was working five times a week, Monday to Friday, and then I would have my weekend to myself to be able to do my thing, right? Which is what a lot of people do. You know, you go to your office Monday to Friday, and then you spend the evenings or the weekends doing your own thing. So I knew it was time to actually start this when I was now getting a lot of gigs, even during the week. And I would always take permission, you know, to um, get off work. Oh, I cannot come in today because, you know, I have to be somewhere. But when that was becoming like too much and I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm starting to hurt the business. I knew that, yeah, it was time to actually take this risk 
And I was still very smart about it. You know, I left in a very good way, you know, turned out my, my contract expired and I never renewed because I had the opportunity to renew. I didn't renew, left there in a very good, um, you know, uh, way, did not make any issues about it or make no drama just in case. If it doesn't work out, I have something to fall back on. But I mean, now and yeah, I've never had any reason to go back to, you know, work for anybody. So I would always say that just take calculated risks, like take calculated risks. I've also had to take risks where there was nothing to fall back on. There was no safe space. I was either jumping in or remaining. And I still jumped. But of course, in the beginning, I would say, you know, try to take calculated risks. Like you, it just means you work more hours. So it means that if a regular um, nine to fiver goes back home, gets back home at five, six, and they sleep, getting ready for work the next day. You may not have that luxury to sleep because you have something else that you're working on. Or when people are out on the weekend, you know, relaxing, spending time with family and partying, that may be the only time that you have to work on this side thing that you're hoping that becomes, you know, the main thing in the end. So you're probably just going to be working around the clock. You know, that's the price you have to pay for wanting to have security while doing other people's work and doing your own thing till the point where it, it gets better, where you're now like, okay, yeah, this is this is real solid now. This is very solid now. I have investors, I have people funding my business, I have returning clientele. And yeah, you get to the point where you can start to draw your own timetable. <laughs> you spoke about you working in the TV station and when I was, and, uh, so my question would be, how were you able to get that kind of job? I know that kind of job is going to be probably highly competitive or so how was it easy for you to get that kind of job so first it was it was african magic that i worked with and how did i get african magic i actually got it through a friend so one good thing that i know how to do is i am very very good at networking because you know and i totally understand that those kind of jobs are probably very highly competitive but let me tell you something those kind of jobs, the best way to get them is just word of mouth, referral. When somebody says this is the person to go for, that's literally how to get, you know, into places like that. So I actually had a previous interview, one of my friends, they called one of my friends, like, so one of the bigger makeup artists I was working with, she got this job offer, but at that time she was already committed to something else. And then she said, I'm not available to take on this offer right now, but I know someone who can do it. And I went for that interview and, but guess what? I went for that interview with like another TV station and I did the interview. I, you know, gave it my best shot, but I still didn't get it. I didn't get it because they said, clearly I wasn't qualified enough, but there was one of the ladies on the panel that interviewed me. So as soon as they said there, all right, thank you so much for your time. We'll get back to you. And I was walking out of the building, you know, mm, yeah, the normal, yeah, they'll get back to you. They probably never get back to you. So one of the ladies on the panel she walked up to me and then she said, and then she said, ah, you did so well at the interview. You know, I really like your confidence. I like your courage, even though they were throwing all of these questions at you, you know, you were, you know, you were just being brilliant. And in my mind, I was actually like, yeah, right. She probably just doesn't want me to go home and cry. So she's just here trying, yeah. she's here trying to 
encourage me and make me feel better, whatever. But well, that's still kind of her because she didn't have to do that. And then she was like, um, we'll get back to you. And even if this doesn't work out, I would always put your name, you know, I would always, you know, have you in mind. And if, if another opportunity comes up, I will, um, I would, I will reach out to you. And honestly, in my mind, I was like, yeah, she's never going to reach out to me. She's just trying to be nice. But lo and behold, like almost like four, five, six months later, or maybe even almost a year later, I got a text message from her. Hi, you know, this is, this is, this. I would like you to come in for an interview with this um, company. I was like, oh, wow, she actually got back to me. Mm, that's nice. Okay, let's go for this. Yeah, almost a year. I'm like, ah, okay, let me go for this interview again. And um, let me see whatever it is that, you know, the, the, they have to offer and I went and yeah the result was good and I, I got that one yeah and that wow. was how I got like African magic yeah wow wow <laughs> that that's a very a very a very what would I say that's a very strong story referral so oh, a lot of us must learn the networking stuff so it's more than just the skill and you know the funny thing it's never really going out there to I feel like nobody goes out to say, I'm going to network. I'm going okay. to meet people. It's just that wherever you find yourself, don't do the bare minimum, mm. you know, show up, have good qualities, have a teachable spirit, just leave an impression. You know, even if you don't make people's lives the best when you, when you are working with them, but just don't make their lives miserable. Just let them know that, oh, this person is actually reliable because this is actually a chain. You know, remember that this started from like the other makeup artists that I worked with, yeah. put my name out there, went there. Mm -hmm. And the first interview was so tough. Trust me, they were asking me questions that I didn't even have answers to. But I was still very respectful. They could see the courage in my eyes, like, okay, ah, we're not, we not ready to take chances with this lady now because she's definitely not experienced for this role, but hmm, we, we like her spirit. You know what I mean? So even if things are not working your way, be very positive. Yeah, be very, very positive. Don't let them see it in your eyes that, uh, yeah, she's already breaking down because she doesn't have answers to this question. So that means that she cannot work under pressure because sometimes the answer to people's questions when they are interviewing you is not even in what you answer. It's actually in your mannerisms. Like you're, you're answering with your actions, but you don't know that you're answering with your actions. And then they're probably just looking at you. They're like, yeah, she said she can work under pressure, but she's shaking because she doesn't have the answer to the question. Yeah. Can she really work? You know what I mean? Just be a good person always say you know people are before we're anything before we're um, podcasters or makeup artists or doctors we're human beings first and when you leave a lasting impression you know be yourself be humble be cautious be reliable whatever it is that you've been called to do at least the, just do it well even if you don't do any other thing just do it well and things will always work in your favor I don't think I have come across anybody who actually puts their best foot forward and doesn't reap, you know, the fruit of their labor. It may not come when you want it and it may not come how you want it, but it will always come. Well, you know what I mean? I get yeah. it. <laughs> you, if anyone that gets to um, see your bio, your profile, everyone will mm -hmm. say you are successful. Everyone will say this is success. <laughs> yes, everyone will say, no one would doubt that this is success. Well, what do you define as success for yourself? 
how do you define success? How do you measure your success? Hmm. So for me, um, doing the things that I have set out my mind to do and going for it is actually success to me. Like living life on my own terms is the, is the definition of success to me. Like I'm doing what I love. I'm getting paid to do, you know, what I love. I'm not stuck somewhere, even though I'm getting money, but it's not really on my own terms. So living life on my own terms and at my own pace and doing the things that I have set out to really do is the definition of success to me. Like I'm flashing back to 10, 12, 15 years ago, maybe when I was in uni and if I had seen like a picture of what life would be right now back then, maybe I would not have believed it, but I would have been like, wow, are you serious? I'm going to do all of that. And yeah, that's, that's success to me. Wow. Let's talk a bit about Forbes. Um, you're one of, you're one of uh, Forbes 30 under 30. Uh, was, did you ever cross your mind ever before that moment that you can ever make that list? <laughs> <laughs> No, like Forbes was something that I just always thought, yeah, I'm probably just going to just read it in the magazines. It's nah, it's it's not for <laughs> you know, it's not for my type, to be honest. But yeah, after a while, I kept on doing it. And you know the funny thing, like I never even have like when people ask me, Oh, where do you want to see yourself in 10 years or five years? Ah, it's a very uncomfortable question for me. Like I take it, you know one step at a time so that's why sometimes I know that yeah this is the big picture I want to be able to do this do that but I don't even know how I'm going to get there or what I'm going to do to be able to like get there so Forbes is nothing that I have ever you know actively worked towards if you ask me on a daily what do you want to do I just want to paint people's faces I want people to look like the best version of themselves I want to make money live a good life and yeah that's it I'm fine with that like uh, I'm not you know this is, it's, it's very, very good to dream big. And I'm just like, nah, mm -mm. I'm, I'm very okay with, you know, with this. Right. But when the opportunity for Forbes came and one of my friends, again, like very good people around you, one of my friends pitched it to me like, Oh, I think you should actually, you know, um, submit your, your application for this. I was like, ah, no, they're never going to choose me. No. Are you serious? Ah. And then she was like, yeah, just do it. So, you know, you put in your application, you have like, um, they look at it, they look at all of the things that you say that you have, you know, they just like vet you, do a lot of background check, look at what people are saying about you. I'm like, okay, whatever, I'm just going to do it just because you said so. And for some reason, you probably just think I'm bigger than what I am. All right, then I'll just do it. I'm scared, but I'm still going to do it. Yeah, and I did. And I got the email like, oh, you moved to the next round. Really? I moved to the next round? Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> thank you and yeah and then the final list i was like oh nice good one thanks <laughs> yeah you're surrounded by a lot of great people <laughs> a lot yeah, of I, great people that's yeah something i give myself credit for i really do yeah i have a very strong discerning spirits and i'm very very particular about like the people that you just we just have to align like we don't even have to do the same thing most of my friends are not even like in the beauty space they're not even makeup artists at all I have friends who cannot even do their eyebrows themselves who don't even know their foundation shades but we align like our visions 
you know, our visions align. We're there to support each other. I'm very, very particular about that. I try not to bring, you know, drama and small talk <laughs> into my space. Big things only. And it's really helped me. When you, I don't want to say when you feel down, when you see a vision, mm-hmm. when you see a goal, and you're trying to push in everything to achieve it, but it's not coming forth. And it's something you mm-hmm. really desire, you want. Um, in such moments, what are your what are your rituals? I mean, what are the things you do um, to make sure you get them? Or do you, okay, I want to say, do you hold on at some times? How do you know that you shouldn't press much again for this thing? Or how do you know you mm-hmm. just need to press more to achieve this particular thing? Okay, so if I put my mind to something or when I put my mind to something, first thing is, you know, I give it my, I give it my all, like, even if it doesn't work out, I want to be in a space where if I ever come across anybody and I tell them, oh, I really wanted to do that. I don't want them to ask me any questions. Like, did you do this? Like, I try my best. I research, you know, use all of the resources that I have to make sure that, yeah, this thing comes through and if it doesn't I just I just let just let it go I'm going to be a liar if I sit here and tell you that half the things that I've done or all of the things that I've set my mind to has worked oh my god that's going to be the biggest lie ever but what I always tell people is you can get 500 no's but that one yes is enough to just like change your life so I just go out there I give it my best I don't do bare minimum at all for anything that has my name on it I give it my best. If it works out, fine. If it doesn't work out, ah, I just see it as, yeah, there's probably going to be room for bigger opportunities and it always works out that way. But I don't, I don't beat myself up over anything that I'm not able to get as long as I know that I've put in my all. So you are an entrepreneur and that's what a lot of Nigerians are trying to do now. A lot of young Nigerians, they're trying to start up something and be able to stand by, by themselves. A lot of people are, a lot of ideas springing up in people's mind and we are trying to, this entrepreneurship is becoming a thing in Nigeria. So you, as a, as a senior entrepreneur, <laughs> as a senior experienced entrepreneur, uh, if you would tell us some of the dangers or dangers um, you think an entrepreneur will most likely face in Nigeria, because you have done business in Nigeria, of course. Um, so, and how we can over, probably overcome them or minimize them. And everybody must face that challenge. We cannot escape from everything. But so what are those things? Okay. So first one is that what I've realized is that I see this whole preaching entrepreneurship, you know, work for yourself. If not, you're going to work for other people. You're going to help other people build their dreams. The first thing I just want to correct and put out there is there is nothing wrong with not being an entrepreneur. There is nothing wrong in actually having dreams to be somebody's personal assistant. It's not a bad dream. There's nothing wrong with aspiring to be a nanny. The only thing I just always tell people is that whatever it is that you want to do, make sure you are the best. Make sure you 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 climb your way to the top. Do you understand what I mean? For example, someone who's a personal assistant, imagine a Barack Obama's personal assistant. That's a big flex, you know, as opposed to being the P do you understand what I'm trying to say? Like people should not never do this. You know what I mean? Personally, I know nannies that that make six figure, 
not even just you know in in the US even in America whatever it is that you want to do just make sure that you are the best at it make sure that when they're mentioning people or if somebody somewhere mentions your name they'll be like oh that person the best painter out there the best mechanic out there the best um lesson teacher out there so people should first of all get it out of their minds that it is wrong to not want to be an entrepreneur first thing so do not even try to be an entrepreneur because it looks like the trending thing now oh my goodness no so now if you've really asked yourself and you've you've gotten to that point where you feel like okay i think i'm actually ready to do this entrepreneurship requires a lot of patience it's not a get rich quick scheme i always tell people if you're looking for quick money or money don't even be an entrepreneur just go and get a job so if you are in the point where survival is the mode right now you can still be an entrepreneur but make sure you have a job and or something else that brings you money or someone else that funds your life maybe your parents your spouse you know while also be while also you know getting your chasing your entrepreneurial dreams because a lot of people just get frustrated along the way oh i thought I would make it as a makeup artist and then they try for three months, six months and nothing is working. And then they just throw away all of their investments, all of the time, resources, equipment that they bought for that trade. You have to be patient. Also, if you're not rushing, you will not make bad decisions. Mm. You're able to sit and think of your clientele. Like your no would be, you won't even say yes to someone you're supposed to say no to because you're desperate for money. Mm. Do you understand? That's how you build that's how you build a proper brand. I feel like a lot of people who are, you know, getting into entrepreneurship, they just lack the patience. And then another thing is you can never do it on your own. You see this old cancel culture. I'm going to stay in my lane. I'm not talking to, you know, how people are on, on social media. Oh, I'm a one man this. I'm not, mm-mm. don't even be, just go and work in an office where you know that come rain, come shine, you get your pay as long as you just go there and you do the bare minimum. You can't even do that in an office. If not, you're going to remain in one position for 20 years and people will be coming from university and be your boss, right? So if you want to be an entrepreneur, you have to, you know, surround yourself with good people. It's a a requirement because things are going to get tough and you need people whose shoulders you can cry on, whether it's your family or your friends or your co-workers or people who are in the same business as you are. You have to surround yourself. They're the ones that would tell you. You cannot be in 100 places in, at, you know, at, at the same time. So you want people that you're in your warehouse in Lagos and they're mentioning your name in Abuja. They're trying to get you gigs in, in, in worry, leave an impression wherever you go. Even clients can become good people around you. People really appreciate when they pay for something and then they get their money's worth. Trust me, they will never forget you. I'm telling you, even when your clients go elsewhere, you see what is going to bring them back to you. Sometimes it's not even the product. It may be the same thing. The red dress here is the same as the red dress here. But how you make them feel, oh, thank you for coming to our boutique. Would you like a cup of water? You look so beautiful today. You know, things like that is what will stick in their head and will make them say, ah, when that, they may not even remember you for years. Trust me. One day, five years later, they're just having a conversation with a friend and they're like, I know someone. I know someone. Let me call him now. Let me call her now. You know, so you need good people in your corner. You have to be very intentional about the kind of people that you keep in your space. Always learn. Yeah, always learn. 
always be open to learning whatever it is that you're doing you're selling something the world is very fast-paced right now so if you go to maybe for example makeup school or cake school don't say because you went to make a cake school in 2017 this is 2022 you, mm. you should have been going to more classes new things coming out there's new you know styles there's new ways that things are you know getting done always be ahead always make sure that you know you bring your a game at all times learn social media learn a little bit about everything even of course the dream is to have money to you know have a team that can do all of these things for you but as the boss you you know you want to be able to know exactly you know what these people are doing for you you want to have an idea so you always have to be you know open to learning at all times like it is not it is not one of those crafts where once you graduate school you're done uh, you have to keep learning read books there's there's enough free material on the internet there's people who dedicate their life on youtube to just teaching other people anything i don't think there's anything you want to learn on youtube on, on you know in life these days that you would not find anything on YouTube. There are some things that you have to pay for. Do not be stingy. Like the best investment is actually investing in yourself. And that's one thing that I can say has set me apart. You know, there's a lot of free resources out there for you to learn things. There are people who dedicate their entire their entire you know um, um business is about teaching other people how to do things there is literally nothing you cannot learn on the internet today how to do bookkeeping and finance for a small business how to design graphics for my you know social media how to hire people how to file my taxes myself everything is there you know so that even when you hire people you know exactly it is what you know you're you're hiring them to do you're you're very well informed on your on your business like don't ever slack. Always keep learning. This is not one of those um, um, ways of life where you just learn one thing once and you're like, yeah, I went to school back in 96. So I'm good now. I'm not learning anymore. Mm-mm, no, always, always keep learning. So yeah, that's wow. the, that's the. Thank you so much. Um, one last question, but just one last one. <laughs> okay. So um i know everyone that succeed um or everyone that is succeeding um most at least in one way or the other failed at some things i don't know if you can share us probably a particular um experience where you encountered failure and are you able to deal with it So there was this time here in the US where I got the opportunity to do makeup for a particular, um, you know, celebrity. And I was looking forward to, you know, doing it. I thought it was going to be like a huge milestone in my, in my career. Like, oh my God, this is, this is it for me. You know what I mean? And I was so excited. They told me to get there. They said, I didn't even sleep all night. You know, when you're so excited, like, Imagine you going on your first job, you know, that kind of thing, like your first day at work for like nine to five hours, like for a job that you prayed for, you passed all the interview and they tell you to get there by 10 and you're, you're eight o'clock, you're there, like you're downstairs, you know, packed all of my things, went all the way to New York, took the bus. I was so stressed from carrying all of my box, chair, lights and all of those things. I looked forward to it. And then I met the lady she was very warm. She was very nice. She even started playing Afrobeats when she learned that I was Nigerian. You know, it was good vibes and everything. And I 
took out some hair from my brows. Like a lot of women can relate to this. You know, when you shave your brows and I thought I did a good job, which I did, but according to her, she feels like I took off too much. So at some point during the session, during the makeup session, she went to the bathroom and then, you know, she looked in the mirror and then she screamed, oh my goodness, my brows are too tiny. I hit them, da, 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 da. And then I even thought, okay, uh, maybe she's going to get over it. I'm going to apologize, which I was already doing, but she was so hell bent on. I'm not going to continue with that makeup. And then she washed off the entire face. They got her another makeup artist right there and then on the spot. And yeah, and that was it. I felt so bad. This is an opportunity that I had looked forward to. And I was supposed to do her makeup for the next day. They already asked me, the production company already asked me, um, are you available for tomorrow to do her makeup? I was like, oh, yes, I'm available. Mm. So clearly she wasn't impressed from today. So they didn't even bother talking to me the next day again. And that was how. And even the, the, the company that got me that gig, like the agency that got me that gig did not even bother calling me for any other thing again. This is an opportunity that I had waited for and prayed for and looked forward to. And everything just went into thin hair like that. Yeah, I was very sad for a bit. I was, you know, I didn't feel good about it at all. I questioned myself like, ah, did I, you know, ah, is this so bad? Well, yeah, after a while, I shut off and I kept it moving. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. That was such an experience. <laughs> Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much for for giving out time to the year. I appreciate it so much, sincerely. Ready? Hi, my name is Abisola Kitsunde, aka Ashabi, CEO, founder of Makeup by Ashabi, Browse by Ashabi, and Be Lashes, Forbes 30 on the 30, 2019, and I am on Intalk with Timothy Mawale.